3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes
2: everything. It's Monday, July 19th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. Drug overdose deaths have risen sharply in the country by 30% in 2020, with over 93,000 deaths. A large driver of those deaths were the result of the synthetic opioid fentanyl, as it has been frequently mixed into other drugs. The pandemic also played a role in this as people who were receiving treatment or wanted it had difficult accessing it early on. Isolation and other life disruptions also fueled the uptick. Betsy McKay, senior writer at The Wall Street Journal, joins us for the rise in overdose deaths. Thanks for joining us, Betsy.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: We have some not so good news to talk about. You know, Over the pandemic, obviously, it was a tough time for a lot of people. It's a big disruption to our lives. There was a lot of isolation going on. But we're learning now that something that was already a problem before just got exacerbated by it also, drug overdose deaths. They soared nearly 30% in 2020, driven largely by fentanyl. It's like synthetic heroin, basically. So, uh, Betsy, what are we seeing in these new numbers that we're getting?
1: Well, it's a dramatic, dramatic increase. It's the largest increase in at least three decades, but probably more, probably in the history of the country. And now, you know, last year there were... More than 93,000 people who died of a drug overdose. As you said, you know, it's driven primarily by kind of a proliferation of fentanyl into the drug supply. Illicit fentanyl is mixed with a lot of drugs. And so, you know, many times people who are using a drug don't realize that it's actually more powerful than they know because fentanyl is in it. And so, you know, it's been a growing problem for the past few years deaths started ticking up in late 2019. But after March 2020, which if you remember, was when the pandemic really struck here and, and restrictions kicked in and people started losing jobs and there was a lot of social isolation. Over the next several months, the deaths just really took off. And so there's kind of a perfect storm of two twin epidemics in this country that have unfortunately fed off each other and, and left us in a really bad place.
2: There was also uh, the deaths from the overdose. Deaths from methamphetamines and cocaine went up, and and as you mentioned, there was uh, over ninety three thousand deaths uh, last year from twenty nineteen. That was about seventy two thousand deaths. So you know more than twenty thousand extra people died as as you mentioned. Just this dramatic shift there. Let's talk a little bit more about how the pandemic affected this part of it. Part of it was people that wanted to get treatment or needed treatment they couldn't get it in the early months of the pandemic.
1: That's right. Clinics either closed or went online. People were having trouble, even if they wanted to go in person, you know, knowing where to go or being able to get there. So it cut off service for some people or people face disruption. Treatment providers say, and most places did move to offering therapy sessions on Zoom or, you know, other telehealth platforms. That doesn't necessarily work for everybody. They either need the face-to-face contact or they just don't have the technology to do it. People who lost their jobs and lost their livelihoods, some of them ended up homeless and on the street. It's harder to get into treatment there. And then, honestly, the big disruptions to lives, you know, deaths of family and friends, losing a job, losing a home, that produces a kind of trauma. And when you think about it, people who are trying to come out of addiction are looking for, need stability and need support. And just for kind of getting hit from from
2: all sides. Yeah, the support systems, coping mechanisms, you know, even just closing of uh, businesses and, and the office, you know, this reduced social interaction that could, you know, take your mind off things or whatever. However people do cope, that that was also taken away from a lot of people and it's tough. And and you even mentioned uh, like you said the the Zoom things that you could have done with uh with whoever um drug counselors all that It's just not the same when it's over video as it is when it's in person. So we have these numbers now, these unfortunate numbers now. What are public health officials, what are lawmakers saying that they want to do about this? How are they trying to get a handle on this?
1: Well, it's clear that what's been done to date is not working. You know, people I talked to said just need a much bigger, much bolder approach, much more comprehensive. The federal government has made it easier over the past year and a half for people to get treatment. They've removed a lot of barriers, but there's a lot more they need to remove. I mean, some of the things cited are removing the limits on the number of people a physician can prescribe treatment to. You know, they can prescribe pain pills more widely in some cases than they can actually treatment for addiction to opioids. And the other thing is making treatment, much more widely available in clinics and and pharmacies so that you don't have to go through lots of bureaucratic hurdles. And the final thing, and it's a pretty big thing, is that lawsuits that state and um, local governments uh, have filed against the opioid manufacturers and distributors seeking uh, costs, to recoup their costs for dealing with the opioid pandemic. Some of those settlements are starting to be made and they're, you know, altogether state and local governments are seeking more than $26 billion from opioid manufacturers and distributors around the country. So some of those trials are just getting underway and some of the settlements are starting to happen. And the idea, hope anyway, is that this money would be used for treatment, prevention, and and other programs to help deal with with addiction.
2: Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, the the twin epidemics, of we had the pandemic going on, and then this other problem, these opioid uh, drug overdoses that have been happening for quite some time already, just got worse throughout that whole process. So hopefully, things begin to change. But, you know, as you just kind of alluded to, there's a lot of work that needs to go into that. Betsy McKay, senior writer at The Wall Street Journal, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
3: Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety?